It's you both the, same the exact thing. same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing all the time and it never stops. And it's yeah. literally, we bicker like, like family, yeah. but you can see it mm-hmm. clearly in our chart. It has everything so to it, do. It might like enlighten me to be like, okay, maybe I really need to want to take a breath when I start to th- see that I'm challenging. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all just want to Try again. Are you okay? Oh my God. Okay, fine. You're fine. You're just going to have to deal with it. Hey, woo-woo crew. Hi. <laughs> I'm Ilana. <laughs> I'm Jack. And welcome to another episode of The Vicious Virgos, where Jack apparently has decided to change her voice today. Hey, you know what? I don't know what's wrong. It's fine. You know what? It's because I've been talking too much today. My stress level is a little more like increased. She COVID than, again. My stress level yeah. is just a little more increased today <laughs> than yesterday. Just like a little bit more. Not like a whole lot more, but a little bit more. And I think anytime I don't deal with my stress and anxiety, it manifests in my vocal cords. <laughs> okay. That's the story I'm going with and i'm sticking to it so when we get about halfway through this episode and all of a sudden my voice goes back to normal everyone will just be like okay cool so she's relaxed she's probably, he's probably going to use the first version of this because it was funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway so today we're going to be talking about aspects this is an episode we probably should have done a long time ago particularly when we were talking about birth chart because we fucked up <laughs> yeah because it there's been some discrepancies in our episodes i will get to it later of things that i might not have said correctly i just want to be clear that i'm not an astrologer i am studying to be one but i am not an astrologer so i apologize in advance for some of the things that i might have said that were incorrect it's one of those like calling me out moments where they're gonna find my old tweets and say she said this you know you know here's the thing everyone who's here knows that we are learning and we're all learning mm -hmm. together absolutely and at least we can take responsibility for our fuck-ups and so now I'm we're educating them. Yeah. We're educating them on the proper way and apologizing for teaching them the wrong way. It's just one thing, to be fair. So today we're going to be talking about those lines in your birth chart where you're like, what the fuck is that? We're going to be talking about those. Because that is a hot mess. Yeah. Oh. And before we get started, we've like gone back and forth about our intro and what it should be and if we should include questions and we should do the questions in a box. And we just felt like it might be a good idea to have question episodes. So until we start doing that, uh, we're just going to talk about us because I hope you guys like us because if you don't, this is going to get real boring real fast. But I do think it's important that you guys learn about the people that are giving you astrological knowledge because if you learn that we're terrible people, you might like us more. So <laughs> so how's it going, Jack? What's going on with you? Um, Remember, I live with her. So this yeah. is nothing new to me. So I got a little sad just now oh, okay. when I was updating the calendar. Because I'm leaving. We have a calendar in our kitchen. We have, a, we have yeah. two calendars in the house, yeah. actually. And yeah. then we have a shared calendar, yeah. which is real funny. Because what were we reading? We were reading something about my chart. Was it yesterday or two days ago or something? We were going through something. And it was like, Deacons, that somewhere in my chart, it talks about how I specifically probably have a shared calendar with everyone that I care about. Because one, I like to control everything. And two, knowing, oh, no, it was in... It was in that book that you got. Yeah, yeah. It was in the book that you got. She got this book and she was reading it. Was it yesterday? Yeah. It yeah, was she was from... We'll talk about We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, so she's reading this book to me and it was talking about how because of my... Is it because of my Virgos or because of my Aqua Moon? No, it was your Virgo. Was it? Yes. Then 100%. how come you're not that way? I, it, what, I am that way. I'm just not as crazy about it yeah, as you are. Yeah, you're not as weird as yeah, I Yeah, I don't send people calendar invites when I'm going on a first date with them I do that's that. something she does I definitely do I that mean, whatever it's interesting because like if they decline that'd be funny like it'd be a great way to be like hey I'm bailing decline so, so what are you sad about so I'm sad because I only have three more Thursdays here 
I count days. Just so I just want you guys aware. to know that she's leaving for six weeks and then coming right back. It's kind of a big deal, though. <laughs> I've been here. It will be almost seven months. I thought it was six. No. January to February, February to March, March to April, April to May, May to June, June. Oh, yeah, six. <laughs> <laughs> so that just happened. <laughs> it makes it significantly less sad. So I'm a little <laughs> so I'm a little sad about that. But yesterday we had yesterday was probably one of the best days that you and I have had in a couple weeks. Yeah, it was pretty funny. We were researching this episode, another episode that's going to come out soon, maybe before. Who knows? Anyway, and we were we were researching and my mom called. So I was on the phone with my mom and I leave for, I mean, I'm on the phone for you're just sitting next 45 to minutes, whatever. And I get off the phone and I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you all know of in the, in movies and TV shows where you have like the red yarn that connects the on different the, people on the bulletin to try board. to find a murderer. That was her with astrology. Like she had gone <laughs> down so deep to the part where I'm like, nobody else is looking this up. It was like the dark web. And I was like, you got to stop. And she looked at me and she's like, you don't even know. <laughs> like, did you know there's a Roman God for hygiene? I was like, you've gone too far. You need to stop. Turn back. It's Turn holistic back. wellness. And her name is Hygia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Well, it's but funny because that's like hygiene. And yes. Just makes, yeah. So exactly. Anyways. And there's this really cool story, which I'm not going to talk about, but technically when doctors take the Hippocratic oath, like back in the day when it was like a Roman Greek thing, they would promise to her like two other gods and then she was one of them okay yeah that's cool. so it it is it's really cool but the whole reason i ended up going down this rabbit hole is because one of the episodes that we have in our like queue to research talks about different types of astrology and i was like fuck it may as well learn now while was on the phone with her mom so i was like looking up different types of astrology and then i ran over to this one that was called like draconic astrology and it talks about the soul and I was like, ooh, the soul, that's cool. So then I was like, oh, let me look at this. And they're like, oh, no, you should really be looking at the comets. And it was like uh, astral something, I don't know, whatever, your chart. And I was like, oh, cool, what's that? Anything that has to do with like Greek mythology, I'm all about. And so I was like, cool. So I like had to look it up because, duh, it's something that I love and then also something I love. So it's like a double whammy. So I started going down this hole of like, oh, what's what's what are all these comets? And why do I know why do I need to know where they're placed in my chart? And then it became kind of a personal thing because then I started researching fertility gods and then I was telling you Lana about it. And then, yeah, that's kind of like where yesterday took me, but I was really happy until we came home and we were going to record, but then we both got really tired. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Rude. Don't make me like share like the last like two days with you and then not come back to me with like something Just that frustrated with the universe it just like let's just talk not. about it no <laughs> let's talk about it let's tell everybody why you're so frustrated i kind of already did i've already talked about it you should talk about it again because even though we recorded that episode two days ago this is weeks gone by for the team well for the woo woo crew well yeah i mean it's it's really quite simple like when you go through a lot with when you go through like chronic pain and and being sick and stuff like that and getting surgery and all this stuff and you just like have been through it for like years and years and years and you're doing it all because you want to get pregnant because you know that that's going to make it more challenging and then you're not getting pregnant. It's super fun. So I'm, it's not been that long, but you, I'm just a very impatient person. Do you want to tell them how many fucking supplements you're taking? Now? Oh my God, so many supplements. <laughs> so many su- it's not like I want to. This is what I've been being given by my naturopath slash acupuncturist. But and then she keeps sending you more. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I think some of them are by accident. Like it's going to get to a point where it's like, this is for Monday at 5 PM when you're feeling this way. But Anyway, point is, is that 
I can't advocate enough to just take control of your health and advocate for yourself because I can't even tell you how many doctors told me things were in my head and they're never, they never are. They never are in your head. It wasn't just doctors. You had a lot of people. Everyone. And it's not in your head. It literally is never in your head. In fact, the cool fact I'll share today, my acupuncturist told me, she's like my person right now is that Although Ilana still hasn't asked her what her Zodiac sign is. Because she's Scorpio. afraid. I think a Scorpio. She has to be a Scorpio yeah. woman. Otherwise, you wouldn't be afraid. No. Uh, I think that she said that hypochondria is actually hypochondriac is actually like considered a, I'm going to say this wrong, but it's like a sickness in Chinese medicine. So it's like, it's actually a thing that they actually identify as a problem where they're like, we need to fix this. It's not because they actually believe that you're actually feel the way you're feeling. It's not discredited. So that whole term is like not really that term. I don't know. Look it up. It's kind of interesting. And it talks about energies. Hmm. So the way that I look at hypochondria is like my ex's mom who would be like, oh, I have toe pain. And then she would like end up going down the rabbit hole, even though she like stubbed her toe like that day. Yeah. But sometimes it can just be paranoia. Yeah. I mean, it's a but it's a thing. So anyways, not to discredit people. No. But also please don't doctor Google yourself. No, if don't. there's one piece no, of advice I could give you don't, but still advocate for yourself because yes, I figured out what was wrong with me. Totally and I went fine. to God knows how many that's doctors. Totally fine. But yeah. if you're going to Google your symptoms, yeah. I need you to not end up in a like freaking doom scroll because that happens. And Ilana can confirm that she has done this because she always asks me like, am I going to die? I saw this on the internet and I was like, oh my God, get off the internet. It's more that I think that about my dogs than me. Yeah, she does that too. I don't think I'm going to die ever because I just know that I'll live forever, but I'll be in pain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much. Uh, and how are you going to live your life without me? Because I'm going to die like 20 years before you do. I know. Probably. You should start thinking about it. She's should have not, a she does plan. not take care of herself. So you, <laughs> God, you sound like my ex-boyfriend. You should have a backup plan. You used to get pissed when he would call you a bitch about that. I know. I'm kidding. You did. You'd be I'm like, kidding. oh my God, Chris would just always call me. And I'm just kidding. About it. I'm kidding, obviously. She's not. She like struck a nerve. me all the time. Anyway. Oh my God. Did you just say you struck a nerve? Yeah. All right, let's talk about aspects. So once again, what the fuck are all the lines in your birth chart? So you know you have like that circle that you that we call your birth chart, and then there's all these weird lines that go from points, different types of points. Or your natal chart. Sometimes it's called that. Sure, your natal chart. That Those are aspects. So they're the angle. So the angles that those lines create, those are known as aspects. So these are actually very important when you're looking at your chart. In fact, I would tell you that most astrologers will exclusively look at those and they're like, great, like, great. Your sun sign is this or your moon sign is this. I don't care. I want to look at the aspects. Well, it's not just that too. It's the, the wild thing that we really kind of like, we're like, Ooh, we have to talk about this was because not only does it affect yourself and point out like places where things might be easier for you or things might be harder, but it also works in like, okay, where is the universe at today? And what things are going to be harder for me because this is where the stars decided to stop on this day. Yeah. It's really also relevant with your solar chart, but today we're just going to be talking specifically about your natal chart. And if you're looking for compatibility between two people, I do want to just reiterate before we get into this, that just because you have challenging aspects and we're going to talk about this so many times, doesn't really mean much like because the way astrology works is it's sort of these are the things that we feel like you were you were born with and how the universe works with you and you make use of the opportunity so even if you have all wonderful like all conjunctions with someone or something where everything is or sextiles and everything's good that doesn't mean that your relationship is going to be seamless or if you have all squares with someone it doesn't mean it's going to be bad it's just challenging aspects or positive aspects that you need to make the most of and use the energy appropriately astrology is not 
psychicness. It's not a medium science. Although if you do know a psychic in the Los Angeles area, please reach out. <laughs> so let's talk about why they're important and what you need to know to understand them. So the five major aspects, there are a lot, okay, but we're just talking about the five major ones are conjunctions, sextiles, squares, trines, and oppositions. I know that's a lot, but I promise you, you're going to figure it out. And when you figure it out, you're going to be so excited. And we are going to try our best to tell you what the little symbols are for them. But if you can't figure it out from what we're saying, definitely Google it or look up your chart on like, uh, let's see, Cafe Astrology has one. That's where we found ours. Yeah, that's a great place to go. Yeah. There's other places too, but um, I really think that you need to look up this. You can't go on CoStar. They don't have this. You can also go on Passages. CoStar will cool show well. you, it'll show you um, certain parts of your chart, but I think to really explore uh, even deeper, like to get into your rising, your midheaven, other things that Elon and I really believe are actually quite important to know it's going to be such, such, such a better place because, uh, for example, CoStar didn't show us where that we had grand trines. Yes. Which so. we're going to get into. And I really try not to get overwhelmed by this episode because I was just learning about a lot of this and I figured it out by the end. So just we'll be as slow and cool as possible. If you have any questions, please send us some questions please to our Instagram. Do. Yeah. Well, you know what? I bet you when this episode comes out too, we'll post a story. You guys can ask questions there. And then depending on how many we get, maybe we'll do an episode answering your questions on it. And also every time we do something like this, it's great because it, it provides another learning opportunity, not for just Lonnie and I, but also for us. I personally believe that the best way for us to learn and tap onto a skill is to teach. That's always been like, I always learn more when I'm teaching like our team how to do something. So I think that it's a great opportunity for everyone. So an aspect is something that represents a relationship between the position of two planets relative to each other. So for example, Ilana had listed the five major ones. So you would say like sun conjunct Venus. Trust me. The first time I heard that, I was like, whatever, who cares? Like, I don't get it. But... This is important to know because some of these aspects can create tension and some of them are actually more complementary. They're identified in our own charts, but the sky is always forming its own aspects. So it manipulates the energy of the day. As Ilana said, aspects are also important when viewing the compatibility between two people. So why is this important? Like, why should we understand it? Why do we give a shit? Because trust me, this is probably something we have avoided because it has seemed very intimidating. Yeah. And monotonous. And it just, it just leads you down a rabbit hole where you're like, Oh Lord, <laughs> or you can get too fixated on things like squares that are really intimidating in a relationship, which is not the way you should ever look at, at astrology ever. No. And you know what? Like, while we'll talk about it. Ilana and I actually went down that rabbit hole to find out where our squares were because we thought it would be a brilliant opportunity for us to tell you guys, these are the things that are presented in our charts, even though we're both Virgos, right? These are the hard parts in our relationship. And we can explain like where that, where that square, where that right hard angle is and how it is, I guess, uh, manifested in our behaviors. So you may begin to have some compassion for your squares, oppositions, and conjunctions. Those are the ones that are going to have a really big kind of challenging impact on your life. 
And essentially the goal here, while like the universe's goal to give you these certain aspects is to teach you to work through your weaknesses and make peace with who you are. Which I think is really cool because it's like, if someone told me like, these are the things that I think you're going to have challenges on, I'd be like, thank you for telling me so I can get ahead of it. Right? Exactly. And yeah. I think that that's so amazing. Like if I knew going into my relationship, hey, guess what? You and Cap are going to have issues here, 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 and here. So not only does that allow me to put a little bit of a magnifying glass on those specific things, but it also provides me an opportunity of one communication. So I can present the issue when I notice it coming up. Now, granted, I'm not going to tell them, Oh, well, this has to do with the fact that my square is conjunct your blah, 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 blah. Right? Like I don't, that made no sense whatsoever. What I mean to say is my son is conjunct your Uranus or whatever. Cause he's going to look at me and he's going to roll his eyes. And the same way if you were to tell Colin, he would probably roll his eyes and then be like secretly in the back. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I think it's really important, as Ilana said, these are opportunities. We can all be better. We can all do better. And these are tools because we firmly believe that astrology is a tool that we can use to better ourselves. And who doesn't want to be better? I mean, that's why we're all into astrology. Yeah. Duh. That and to judge people. Yeah, that and to make excuses for our poor behavior. So the first one's conjunctions. People talk about conjunctions a lot. So this happens when two planets align with one another in the same sign literally the same sign. So they're both in Virgo, they're both in Leo, whatever, unless they're near a cusp, AKA the midway between two signs. That is a little different. Usually must be close to the same degree as well. So this is a blending of the energies. It it's amplifies the theme of the planet and the sign that it's in. It's actually really important because it changes the overall impact of the planet in your chart and in your life. So an example would be, and this is important. I cannot stress this enough. Like Take your chart out when you listen to this episode, if you can. And if you're driving, you could do it later. Listen again. Um, but, <laughs> Get those plays up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a circle. Look at the circle because you'll visually understand what I'm saying. So example is if a person has Venus near their sun. So when you go into the chart, you'll see the Venus symbol, which I think is like, isn't it like it's a, a symbol for, for female? Yeah, female. Yeah. And then the sun is literally like a little circle with a dot in it. This will significantly influence their personality. So if you see your Venus is near your sun, that's a big deal. An Aries person, for example, with Venus next to their sun is going to be very different than if they had Mars near their sun or maybe no planets at all. So like, what are they going to value? What are the things that are going to influence them? Venus and Mars are very different. They're literally male and female energy. So some may think that this, that conjunctions are favorable, but it really matters what planets are involved. Conjunctions with Venus, for example, are a lot more seamless and better than Mars, but they help us grow we talked about this before, learn and provide skills that are really unique to ourselves. Think about it. Like if you're sitting next to someone you don't like, it sucks. But if it's someone you do like, it's awesome. So that's kind of the way that it works. So you can expect different patterns and themes throughout your life, depending on the aspects your planets end up in. Some planets meet in conjunctions like once a year and others may not have a conjunction for like a hundred years. That's why Saturn and Jupiter, it, when they are conjunct, is called the great conjunction. Cause that's literally only happens. I don't even know. It's very rarely. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't even know. So conjunctions, like I said, this was the one where I was kind of like, it it could be good or it can be bad. The other ones almost like have a pretty, I don't know. It's more like finite, but this one it's, it's just intense. So it's whatever you, however you want to describe intense, intense can be. And even if something is good, like if it's a Venus, it could still be intense, which for some people is uncomfortable. So 
it's very, it's like having someone in your space. Well, yeah. So who's just like you. Right. Right. And that's, and that's if like you're with somebody, right? So Iwana and I, our sons are conjunct, right? right? Because we're both Virgos. Mm -hmm. For me, I have my son, my Venus, my Mars and my Mercury all conjunct with one another. So that amplifies my Virgo and it amplifies the Virgo within those planets as well. Exactly. So, and once again, it, she and I are conjunct, let's say our sons or whatever. So that's maybe where there's harmony between us, but it's also going to be some dissonance because we're amplifying things potentially about each other that we see in ourselves that it's like a shadow work. It is, type sh- thing. It is shadow work. Yeah. yeah. So conjunctions are the, the symbol for conjunction. Jack, refresh my memory. Isn't it like the two little, like it's like the two little things that are next to each other or something. Uh, that's an opposition. Okay. So a conjunction is actually, it's a circle and it has a line sticking out of it at about like a 45 degree angle. So when you're in your chart, you're literally specifically like on cafe astrology, you'll literally see it on the chart. Like it's not hard to see it. And then it gives you like a little, um, what is it? Like a little, what is it? The thing at the bottom where you can like, like a, like a, Oh, <laughs> it's like a matrix. No, it's called the matrix. It no, is. no, it's no, no, no. It's not what I'm talking about. Like when you, Oh God. Are you talking about this chart here? No, the very bottom, whenever it's called like a guide, not a guide. It's like a, Oh my God. It's going to drive Oh me. my God. What are you talking? Is what it, is the are word? they words or is it pictures? No, it's like when, <laughs> Is it words or pictures? It's when someone provides, it's like, it's a little thing at the bottom that teaches you what things are. What is that called? It's not a guide. Is it a guide? A little guy at the bottom. A that guide. Te- a guide. Like G-U-I-D-E. someone, G-U-I-D-E. Like like someone little- who takes you up a mountain? No. Okay. When you're at the bottom. Uh, I mean. It's a word. It's a word. It's gonna, it's- oh, a legend. <laughs> it's a legend. Because no. it tells you, it, this is specifically a legend because it tells you, hey, this is what your, like the planet is and this is what the symbol is. And then here's the other symbol for the sign that it's in. But the other one that's like all squares, that's called a matrix. And that no, I'm sh- talking about the legend. I'm not talking about. A, so you, I was right. I got it right. It's I don't a, think it's called a legend. Le- I think it's called it something called, else. It's totally called a legend. I promise you. It's like a, it's like a. Oh my God, this is going to drive me crazy. Colin's going to say it. And I'm going to be like, that's the word I was thinking of. It's called a legend. Uh, whatever. Okay, whatever. The point Or is- a key. Legends, keys. Might have been a key. Anyway. Okay. So the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the one that everyone likes. <laughs> it starts with sex. So that's probably why everyone likes it. Sex styles? Yeah. Go ahead. So a sextile occurs when planets are 60 degrees or two planets apart. So they're usually complementary. They get along really well with one another. And sextile signs are used synergistically, as in they provide energy to each other. It's considered a positive or easy aspect. As the two planets separate and moving at different speeds, of course, they usually meet in the first major aspect when they're 60 degrees apart. It's a very easy and sweet pairing. It's also intense, friendly, flirty, kind of a soft energy. It's sexy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's all about opportunity, camaraderie. This aspect is a nice break from the other bullshit that happens in your chart. So think of it as kind of like a walk through a flowery field when you've been spending time in the dark. I mean, everybody wants to, Yeah. you know, maybe take an allergy pill before you go out in the flowers though. Cause like I have allergies. Ilana has allergies. I feel like everybody has allergies these days. So like, you know, 
those things. That was lame. It's shut up. It's also going to provide you with opportunities of manifestation. So that's really important to notice as well. You got to take advantage of it. Exactly. So when you, when you hear like, if you're like doom scrolling TikTok and they're like, oh my God, there's an eclipse tonight and it's a new moon or whatever. It's a great time to manifest. Look and look at your solar chart and kind of see where your day is at. Not only, not only do I think if that provides you with a, this is what I should be manifesting towards. Cause I feel like Jupiter is the opportunity, like depending on if that's conjunct somewhere to be manifesting towards like luck, money, career, like things like that. Even though like, I would say if your Saturn is conjunct with something going on, really focus on career responsibilities, things like that. If your Venus is working that way, focus on love, friendships. I'm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think I really like passages because they give you daily horoscopes. So they kind of tell you what's going on in the cosmos and how it relates to you. So I definitely think that's a great absolute guy. Yeah, that's a good tool to use. Yeah, and it tells you if like there's some sextiles going on in your chart. Yeah. 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 So an example of a sextile would be like Mars involved in a sextile will give you action, courage, and initiative with another planet. So for instance, if your Mars is in Virgo, your sun's in Scorpio, you'll find that your Scorpio ends up being more productive and kind of helping you stay more motivated, focused, more actionable. Yeah. So what, and can you explain what a sextile looks like in a chart? Yeah, of course I would be happy to. So a sextile is going to look kind of like a star or an asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you'll see it. That one was hard to find. I don't have any. I de- <laughs> I definitely have some. I definitely have some, but no, it's 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 a definitely a favorable aspect. It's not as common potentially as the other ones for a lot of people. That was something I was reading and then I kind of saw when I was looking at a few charts, so just like keep that in mind. Don't freak out. It's just once again, you have to take advantage of the opportunity. It's not just like things just come to you. It's super easy. So I have to remind you, this is all observations and things that you should focus on in your in your chart if that makes sense okay Just pay attention I'm gonna talk about squares hey <laughs> me squares so the most difficult uncomfortable and challenging aspects in astrology are squares so they form when planets are 90 degrees or three signs from one another these elements always clash so think air and water but the signs are also within the same modality which can cause even more tension so they're either cardinal fixed mutable that's always an interesting <laughs> pairing. So example is someone may have Venus on their ascendant sign. That is favorable. But if it's squaring Saturn or Mars, it would be completely different than if it were forming a trine with Jupiter, which we'll get into. So something to keep in mind. You can listen to this again if you're like, what the hell did she just say? So showing challenging shadow sides of the sign, that's what squares do. They create conflict, resistance, frustration and they the more dominant sign in the square usually illustrates a more significant influence so it's like cosmic drama essentially this is you think of like hard angles sharp corners that's what you think of when you think of a square and that's sort of how it is here so it's very intense but it also dictates action it really shows us that work has to be done and where the work may show up as well in our chart or in our compatibility. So it illuminates a very stressful situation, but if you resist the urge of being stubborn Capricorn, it provides (laughs) an opportunity for you. So make sure you acknowledge and you work with it. Consider it a moment of growth. And I said it once and I'll say it again. If anything, it's blessing. Because it's like, and if you believe in astrology, you believe in all this woo-woo stuff, woo-woo crew, hey-hey. Then you should believe in aspects. Then aspects are really cool. And squares of all of them might might freak you out. Like Jack has a good amount of squares in her I chart. Do. And we were kind of joking about it. But 
it's not a bad thing. It's just a, like I said, it's like, and sometimes you look at the square and you're like, Oh, I've actually gotten past this. Like there was one I had where I'm like, I don't do that anymore, but I used to do that. So like I said, it's, it's different with a natal chart than with a solar chart. So I'm going to keep in mind. Yeah. And we'll get into, I know that we've shared some examples for the others. Uh, when we get a little bit deeper into the episode, we're actually going to go over the squares that Ilana and I have. Yeah. So moving on to trines. Okay. Ilana's jealous because I'm talking about this and it's a good one. So trine is the best astrological aspect. It's when you're four signs apart and linked by 120 degrees. So whenever you see this, planets are usually within the same element. So think like Virgo and Capricorn. Okay. That forms 120 degrees. They're both in earth. Trines offer blessings, luck, and opportunity the flow is really easy. So you are more likely to see rewards easier, or perhaps they'll just kind of like pop up out of nowhere. These pleasant little treasures will be considered gold stars for your work during square aspects. Like, I I don't even know. Like, I realize saying that sentence sounds so confusing, but hopefully, hopefully we're educating you a little bit more about aspects. So you feel like you're starting to understand it. So on one hand, trines, bring fortune, but it could also potentially make you kind of lazy. So to maximize this vibe, we really recommend that you kind of like increase your energy, amplify it, seize the day and earn the things, earn the fortune, earn the reward. So an example would be having Venus, the planet of love in a trine with Jupiter, the planet of luck. It means that you maybe end up, you may be lucky in love. A grand trine, which is what Ilana and I discussed earlier, is I'm obsessed with grand trines. Is actually an equilateral triangle. Now, for those of you that didn't take geometry, this is a triangle that has three 30-degree angles. Okay. So you're looking at something in Virgo, something in Taurus, something in Capricorn, if that makes sense. Can it's you an, Yeah, it's one planet in each sign and element. I do want to just say that if you look at your chart, you can see it clear as day. There's yes. like a giant it's a giant triangle. Yeah, giant triangle, In which the we middle both of your had, chart. <laughs> and my husband had, but her boyfriend does not have. Ha ha. He doesn't. He has one giant square. <laughs> um, so if you have a planet in each sign and element, you have a grand trine. So this allows energy to flow really easy between these three planets. And you'll notice natural gifts, which are directly linked with the planets in question. So for example, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I hit the mic. Oh. So for example... I had a, a grand trine that was fire. Hers was earth. I cannot recall at the moment what my planets were. I think it was like Mars. If you scroll down, Venus. you can find it. I think it was Mars, Venus, and my moon or something. So No. Uh, no. Here's Mars. Here is Venus. your moon. Oh, yeah, you were right. Venus, yeah. Damn it. I hate <laughs> it when you're right. So that's something to look at. That's cool for me. So it's, <laughs> that's something you should look at and kind of, you could always Google and kind of look at that in more detail, but I thought the ground trine was really neat and it's so easy to see on a chart. It's it so is. much fun to look at. It is. It's so easy to see and on a chart. trines, the symbol for a trine, Jack, is... Oh my God, guess what? It's a triangle. <laughs> it's an equilateral, not a right angle triangle. Okay. A quad, or a, I was going to say a quadrilateral. <laughs> All right. So the next one is the last one we're going to talk about today is opposition. So these are four one planets are 180 degrees apart. So they'll sit directly across from each other on a chart. Think 
Pisces, and Virgo. So generally, this is considered challenging, but it's much easier than the square. It represents kind of seesaw energy. So you'll see this person swing kind of from one to the other. Opposite signs exhibit elemental compatibility. We know this. I come back to Virgo and Pisces. There's a lot of like, I'd say a lot of people like can say it's really challenging, but then a lot of people say it's also really great. So take it as you will. And that's why it's easier to manage than squares. And it's the best way to manage it is through tapping into the elemental compatibility. So if you have uh, air and a fire in your opposite, you might have tension. You still have this like deep seated, you know, continuity between you with your elements. That's something you need to like think about. So is separated by six zodiac signs that share a modality. I come back again <laughs> to Virgo and Pisces because they're both mutable. Also known as a zodiac polarity because literally the polar opposite. So it provides union and compromise or like yin and yang energy, but can also create drama and power, of course, because it's a teachable opportunity for you and that can create a struggle. So consider this as a lesson in change or compromise when obstacles pop up. Ha growth. (laughs) So I just want to kind of explain. So I always, I I feel like when I was with Pisces, I always was like really worried because I've read all this stuff about how great it was. And I also read how terrible it can be. And I definitely have had both experiences. But I will tell you that with my relationship, it's every day I'm learning something new and it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But I, my astrologer said, and my therapist said that it's so cool to be with someone that constantly teaches you things. It makes you a better person. It makes you well-rounded. It makes you guys both grow. It just is, it's more challenging. So if you're, you know, if Virgo is with the Taurus or Capricorn, it's much easier, but maybe the growth isn't, is different. So it doesn't mean that it's better or worse. It's just different. It's, it's much, it's like, hmm, it's like maybe certain things are much better, but also certain things are much more challenging. Whereas with another sign in your element, it feels just very easy, but maybe there's no growth. It just depends on the situation. And also sun signs are only one part of your chart. So here's a great example. My rising sign is in opposition with my moon sign. Yes. Okay. So what is that trying to teach me? It is a struggle because my outward appearance, the person I show everybody, is this very happy, charming, like charismatic, emotional, but it's a fire sign too. So it wants to express feelings. It just doesn't really know how to. And then my moon, which rules all of my like femininity, my, you know, emotions, emotions, is more logical. So it's like, no, 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 don't express yourself. Yeah. And it's confusing to people because they're like, wait a minute. I thought you were this way. Now it's like almost like a Scorpio. A <laughs> little bit or yeah. a Gemini. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's a better example. Yeah. yeah. But also I was just looking at my chart and I realized that my Pluto in Scorpio is in opposition with my midheaven in Taurus. Oh, fascinating. Yes. See, this is why it's important to look at your chart guys. Cause literally Alana and I did not look at oppositions no. in our own. <laughs> so let's go into examples of squares in our chart. Okay. So we're not going to take too much time, but we are going to go over some of them because they provide great examples for ones that you may find in your relationships or with people or perhaps relationships that you have in your own chart. And right? once again, my favorite place to go is Cafe Astrology because at the bottom, they literally tell you all of this. Yeah. Like that's very easy. You don't have to like sit and look at the chart and go, what does this mean? Like it's very much outlined for you. This was so freaking awesome once Ilana and I decided to like learn this to then go to Cafe Astrology and be like, oh, shit it's a more advanced platform it is yeah and then we got deep and realized i'm like oh god look at all the challenging aspects i have with my capricorn so i have challenging aspects with my pisces yes and we have challenging aspects as well uh so for example since every i feel like all of our listeners have added us on co-star at this point you could probably see if we have challenging aspects too so my my mercury in virgo is square elana saturn 
in Sagittarius. So this is a challenging aspect. And it says that my Mercury might find it difficult to tolerate Elana's Saturn because she seems to be really critical of my ideas. So my Mercury complains that Saturn's assessments are too practical, rigid, rigid, or unimaginative. Which makes sense because Sagittarius just wants to explore and expand. It's funny because we have the same Saturn, but regardless, the aspects are challenging here. Yes. Yeah. And then if you look a little bit deeper, so because you have your Saturn, your Uranus, your Pluto, like generational planets, right? So also my Mercury is then square her Uranus or pink balloon knot that I like to call it. So another challenging aspect. So there's frequently impatient with each other. And if they live together, there may be frequent disputes and tension. They should make an effort not to continually challenge one another's ideas and opinions. That's literally, we do that every day. It's so unhealthy. While we're doing it, I'm like, this is so stupid. Why are we doing this? But I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. We both, it's really funny because we do it to each other. And my husband's always like, you guys are such hypocrites. Cause like I'll complain, she'll complain. And he's like, you guys do it. Like he's like, this is like funny. You both say the exact same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing all the time and it never stops. And it's literally, we bicker like, like family, but you can see it mm-hmm. clearly in our chart. It has everything so it, to do. It might like enlighten me to be like, okay, maybe I really need to want to take a breath when I start to th- see that I'm challenging. So another square is that my moon is square her Mars. No, my moon is square your Mars. Okay. So another example is Jack is square my son with her Uranus. No, my son is square with her <laughs> Uranus. Jack Lewis. You just say it. I can't do it anymore. So another one would be that my son, right, which is Virgo, is square her Uranus, which is in Sagittarius. Do you want to explain what that means? So this is challenging because it's an aspect. It's one factor speaking against long-term understanding. At the beginning, they appreciate each other a lot and they derive pleasure from being together, but they can quite quickly, this life can become conflict-ridden. There can be inconsistency or sort of a on off quality to the relationship this can work but it requires a lot of freedom and effort this is totally our relationship was like this for a really long time i think our relationship still can be like this yeah totally so for those of you who are new ilana and i had a long distance friendship for the first night 16 years no we were not not the first year after that I w- Dude, we were only friends for six months before you left for college. Whatever. I, no, I didn't go to college until August, you dweeb. We met in November. Is that six That's months? not a whole year. <laughs> that That's not months? a whole year. Whatever. It was longer than six months. So, whatever. It's still not a year. Do you see what I mean by my freaking... Nine months. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, now everybody can repeat exactly where the Mercury and Uranus <laughs> and Mercury and Saturn have issues. Anyway, the point is, is that it... Yeah. So, continuing on... Go ahead. Okay. So then my Mars in Virgo is square her Neptune. Do you want to explain how that shows (laughs) up? It's, it's, it's very easy for this relationship to end up becoming very manipulative and frustrating. And I'll explain this in a second. So you might find that you have a hard time accomplishing much on a practical level when you're together because you tend to really enjoy spending leisure time together. Truth. A difficult union, I think that can succeed, but it can involve a lot of 
distancing and dishonesty. Be very careful to be honest with each other as deceptions have a way of coming to the light and great disappointments are possible as a result. The way I would describe this as is that growing up, I would say the way that I viewed our friendship and she viewed our friendship was that I potentially was manipulative and frustrating and she was a liar. This is how I viewed it. This isn't actually how it happened because I don't feel like I So I think she thought I was like gaslighting and I thought she was lying. And so I'm not saying that's actually what happened maybe sometimes and honestly probably (laughs) flipped sometimes too. But I am saying that we got through that. I do think I do think. And, and even if we don't get through it, we're still able to talk about it. So, well, there's a lot of commitment too, though. Yeah. It's hard when you have Mars next to anything. (laughs) It is. Especially when you're an Aries Mars. Yeah. But it's my Mars. Yeah. That's next to you. And oh, my, good point. Yeah. Good point. It's my Mars. It's next We're to you. We're still learning. I know. I know. You're having a really hard time reading what I've written huh. down. It's okay, guys. So one of the things that's really funny that we can see here is that it specifically states that we tend to enjoy spending leisure time together. I remember in vivid detail and I can taste them. Oh my God. We have to go to Whole Foods and check for olives tonight. So I can taste the Trader Joe's that came in that plastic little container of blue cheese stuffed olives. And I can taste the box of grapes. And we would literally, the both of us, were the only two people working at the hair salon. And we would leave. We would walk to Trader Joe's and we would sit outside and we would eat our grapes and olives. Because I remember I brought them one day and she's like, what the fuck? This girl's eating olives at work and like grapes. And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, cool. (laughs) You introduced me to blue cheese stuffed olives. (laughs) Like it's, you're the reason I am the way that I am now. (laughs) And then not only that, like for example, yesterday, like we decided Ilana just like tells me in the middle of it, she goes I don't want to be here let's go and I was like okay fuck it and I just like packed my stuff up and I'm like I guess we're going somewhere and like you know of course I like set up shop so I can try and be a little bit of work productive but then of course we ended up researching two episodes while we were there because honestly that brings us more joy than probably the majority of things in our life at this point yeah because you think about Mars and you think of you do think Action. of work yeah. And you also think of work though. And so I think that that's where the dissonance is, is that, and it doesn't mean that we, sh- once again, it doesn't mean we can't work together. It just means that we're going to have differences. But when you think of Neptune, you think of spirituality. Yeah, so look at that. We're working on yeah. astrology. So there's other aspects we did not cover. Some of which I cannot pronounce like a quinquex or in <laughs> conjunct, uh, or quintile or a sesquisquare, uh, but biquintal. But anyway, semi-squares. Most of us don't get that detailed. But the point is, is I I really advocate for you doing some personal work into these aspects. Please don't just like whip out your partner's chart and be like, I need to figure out if we're compatible. Or we should break up. Like that's ridiculous. No, 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 no don't no. do that. But just if Ilana and I haven't broken up, why should you? Yeah, exactly. So just, you know, look at your chart, see where the things are that maybe you can improve on, or maybe there's some success. Uh, <laughs> and let us know if there's anything that you learned. We learned, I mean, I've learned about this stuff before, but it just, it literally goes over my head so often because it's a lot of information. So let us know if you like this episode, if you want us to go into more detail, we can. Happy to do that. Jack, Obviously. take it away. All right, guys, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We are available on pretty much every single podcast platform. If you're not listening to us, I don't really know how you reach the end of this episode. So reviews are super important. Please don't be like the bartender at this restaurant that we went to the other day and delete your review. Like, that's not cool. Like, just leave it up. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at the Vicious Virgos. We're also on Twitter. I don't really take care of it. We've got some people who are working on our TikTok these days. Let me know if they post. Also, (laughs) I say that with like such a warm heart, though. 
Also, please make sure you follow our homies over at the Just Girl Project. You know where you can find them. They're on Instagram at Just Girl Project. They're on Twitter. They're on Pinterest. They're on TikTok. They're all over the place. Facebook. Elana could continue to tell you. Oh, yeah. And she's got some books, too. So you could, you know, support her with that. Go write her a review for a couple of her books that she's got out. Uh, other than that, I think this, this is a pretty quick episode. We knew when we were recording it, that it was going to be short because it's, it's heavy. It's a lot of really big, like vocab. And the deeper we get into astrology, the more we really want to be able to discuss and teach the vocab instead of just pretending like, you know, it, I realized that I didn't say what I fibbed on what I was wrong about. Oh, (laughs) tell them. Okay. So weird to put this in the end of the episode, but I was saying sex styles were a bad thing and that they were they were the signs next to each other. They're not. They're two signs away from each other and they're good things. So that's all. I'm just going to quickly put in the end. No one will hear it. Anyways. Nope. A semi-sextile is actually two ones that are next to each other. Okay. Just, you know, well, that's probably why I knew then. Yeah. There we go. All right. Maybe, or maybe is it a semi-square? One's 30 and one's 45. I don't know. It really just... Maybe, maybe a first deacon... Virgo is semi-sextile with a third deacon Virgo. Maybe you're semi-sextile with your mom. Don't forget to. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to stay stay vicious. vicious. Bye.